You're listening to Save the Date, the number one podcast about all things wedding This is Total TMI, my Save the Date podcast listeners. And if you're new to the podcast, don't take this the wrong way, but my bottom hurts. And I don't mean in a gross way. I mean the muscles. I'm not talking about internal stuff here. We're not getting gross. I have been doing a new workout. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm thinking about the listeners now going, what? This is a, what is she talking about? What? No, here it is. I love doing at-home workouts. You've probably heard me, if you have listened to the show before, heard me talking about my love of DVD at-home workouts where you can stand in your lounge room and have a couple of weights or a workout band and do a workout because I really enjoy the encouragement of having a trainer there, but not necessarily wanting to shell out on going to gyms all the time. I've got a local leisure center. They call them in the UK. It's a fitness center that you can go along and pay a couple of uh, pounds for to go along and do a workout. Love that as well. But I also just like the convenience if I'm working from home to be able to go, okay, Alicia, come on, pop a disc in the player and do a workout. So I've been doing this um, beach body series called the 21 day fix with this lovely lady called autumn who is super ripped oh my lord this woman is insane (laughs) i did one yesterday which was called the lower workout and i am now struggling to use the lower part of my body you know when you go downstairs and you or you go to sit on the toilet and that's you know you've done a good workout when you struggle to actually sit down That is not good. That's where I'm at today. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've been doing some workouts and enjoying yourself. It's Thursday, so that means it's a QA and a episode where I will be answering your wedding questions. Lots of uh, relationship questions. I love receiving the relationship questions because I always feel with my friends... I, um, I'm not really an oversharer in my real life. I, this is my real life, by the way. I'm not making anything up, but I've got a lot of friends that will come and just vomit out all of their problems all the time. I'm not necessarily one of those people, but I love to listen and I love to contemplate and give advice. And I feel like I have to say, if you don't agree with my advice, that is totally cool. There's lots of opinions that I don't agree with necessarily listening to other podcasts and other things as well. But I try and be the middleman. I try and be the third person that can maybe come in and give you a bit of a different perspective on an issue or a problem. Because to me, that's when I think more clearly. That's when I go, okay, I got a bit angry or I can't see your point of view. I don't really know what to do. And then you ask for advice from someone that you trust or maybe a neutral party. And that's when perspective can happen in a good way. So hopefully that's what I provide with these episodes. So shall we just get straight to it? Yes, thank you so much. My first question comes from Victoria. She says, hey, Alicia, I'm really needing your help. See, This is what I'm here for. My budget for my wedding dress, hair and makeup artists are limited. I'm okay with this. I'm totally fine. My view is that why should I spend so much money on a dress when I can spend that money on other areas of the wedding? My fella, I love it. So cute. My fella wants garden games for adults (laughs) and a retro jukebox. That's very sweet. Anyway, I haven't a clue where to go for an off-the-rack dress and how to tell my bridesmaids that I'm not paying for all of their hair and makeup. I have 18 months to deal with this, so plenty of time, but would love your help. Victoria, thank you so much for writing to me. Two things here. 
I don't know where you live. And I think if you listen back, I did an episode recently with a wonderful, wonderful author called Kate Chinawith. And she did a, she's written a book called um, The Bridesmaid Guide. And it's a great book to perhaps gift your bridesmaids. And for you to read yourself, to be honest, it's a really good book for brides to get into the idea of what you are asking of your wonderful friends. Now, in my interview with Kate, we talked about a very similar question that came from a lovely listener who was struggling to pay for certain parts of her wedding. And she said she felt a lot of pressure with the idea of having to contribute financially to help her bridesmaids out with hair and makeup and dresses and shoes and accessories, which really does add up. And depending on what country you live in, I've said this before, I think in Australia, bridesmaids you know, are usually paid for by the bride and groom, their their get up or their gear. In the States, I know it's very different. You often uh, pay for your own stuff as a bridesmaid. So horses for courses, different countries deal with different things. Now, when it comes to hair and makeup, there is no real rules about who pays for what, I think. If you are asking everyone to look the same and to be very uniformed, then I suspect it is in good favor to be bringing in a hair and makeup artist and ask them to contribute to it. Now, again, this might be something you might disagree with. I'm going to give you my personal example. I didn't have the budget to pay for hair and makeup for my lovely ladies. And I said to them, Sally, my hair and makeup artist is coming along. If you want to have your hair and makeup done, Sally's offered a good deal for you. If that's something that interests you, go ahead. I'd love you to be pampered and and enjoy it. But otherwise, I would highly encourage you to do your own hair and makeup. Now, these girls were really comfortable with doing that. They knew the way they wanted to look. And we had a really lovely morning getting ready together. And it was one of these lovely moments where I had the bridesmaids. and And because we got married sort of out of town, I had a number of other girlfriends that came and all we all like little hens and chickens clucked all morning, having this lovely time while I had my hair and makeup done sort of in the middle of the room and everyone fussed around and it was really nice but there was also this vibe in the bathroom everyone standing around the the mirror having doing their hair and makeup and helping each other out it was a little bit like I was living in the movie Grease it felt like one of those sleepovers I've never I'm not really girly girl I've never really experienced that before but also everyone was helping everyone out there wasn't pressure to have professional hair and makeup done And in the end, everyone looked amazing and didn't really need to have that done. So, Victoria, in answering your question, I am sure your bridesmaids won't feel any uh, discouraging feelings if you say to them, to be honest, I'm sorry, I can't afford to contribute for the hair and makeup. And as all bridesmaids, members of the bridal party grooms, they should all understand your financial situation. Now, that doesn't mean that you need to disclose, oh, we're broke, we don't have much money. I'm not sort of saying that you need to turn on a story, but just to be honest and saying this isn't in our capabilities at the moment, so I hope you understand. One thing you could do is bring along some makeup of your own and uh, perhaps visit Sephora or one of these wonderful places and buy a nice selection of makeup and make that part of the morning. Set up a little makeup station where your bridesmaids can help each other out. You can get involved. I don't know if you're having hair and makeup, professional hair and makeup done as well, but make this a part of the morning. Have a pamper. Get involved together together. Do a little bit of online research. I always say if you are going to be doing your own hair and makeup, make some time to learn how to do it properly. 
Again, I had an episode with Alicia Poxrucker. She's one of my friends from uh, my television time, and she's a hair and makeup artist, a celebrity hair and makeup artist. She does a lot of film and television, but she also does weddings. And she sort of says one thing a lot of people don't really understand is how to apply makeup for photographs. And that doesn't mean you need to go hardcore and wear some sort of makeup mask like a freak, but it also does mean you are generally going to be wearing slightly heavier makeup than you would in your everyday. So be sure to train to be looking at YouTube videos or to visit your makeup counter. I mean, I love Clinique and a lot of the time I trust the Clinique ladies when I go to the counter or gents. I've met some lovely Clinique guys. But, you know, they know their products, they know how to uh, apply it. So go and spend some time in a makeup counter, ask them for advice, ask them to to talk you through the process of applying makeup. And you could also do this with your bridesmaids. There is nothing to say that you shouldn't go along to a makeup counter with five of your gals and say, hey, let's all learn about how to apply our makeup, have a nice pamper session, and then go and have a drink with your, you, with your new face of makeup. I'm a bit on myself about that suggestion. I think it's good. I think it's really good. More Q&A coming up after this short message and also a lovely little uh, mini interview that I did recently with a star wedding vendor who I really got along with and thought I'd like to share a bit of her story and what she does because she provides a very cool service to weddings, which uh, I think if it was around when I got married, we got married, I would have definitely taken her up on her offer. If you've listened to Monday's episode, I hope you have, uh, it was all about alternative wedding fairs and making sure that you go and do your research and meet some of the people in your local area. Even if you aren't going to decide on doing business with them, it's a really good way to veto dicks. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that sounded too severe. It's a way to veto people that you go, I don't like your vibe or I think you're amazing. Let's do business. Here's my credit card. But it's really important in the age of online organization, I think, to have a bit of FaceTime with some of these wedding vendors because these are the people that you are entrusting to make your day the day you want it to be. So when I go out and about with my microphone, I always try and find vendors that are doing things a little differently and who have good stories because to me storytelling is what makes this podcast work. I love to learn about how people ended up doing what they're doing and wedding the wedding industry and wedding vendors are full of fascinating people and it's just nice to meet some people that are having a bit of a career change or who are committed to helping people because it's a really fun and happy industry. And if you're meeting wedding vendors, and I've met them who are really down in the dumps and who are really shitty all the time or a bit annoyed to be receiving your call, then don't do business with them. Do business with people like Amanda, who we're about to meet. Her and her husband have launched a company and uh, it's pretty cool. I'm going to let her explain what it is. But she's got some really great insights about going to weddings because that's part of her job. And totally changing career choices, uh, you know, in her 30s and really enjoying being a part of people's wedding days, which is exactly what you want to find when you meet your wedding vendors. Hi, I'm Amanda from Doris Loves and we hire light up letters that are all battery powered and we have a temporary tattoo station. I love this random, the two temporary tattoos and big, bold, beautiful lights. Yeah. That's, uh, it both came from our wedding. We had both ideas and they just seem to have stuck and we, we do both. I love that a lot of these vendors that I've been meeting over the past year or so have all, you know, a lot of them have said, oh, this wasn't around when we were getting married and I just made it happen. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, we saw um, finger moustaches. We love them. I love beards. I made my husband grow me one. And I'm just looking. He's got a he's got a, a kick-ass beard. He's got such an awesome beard. It's so good. <laughs> he loves it just as much as I do, which, which is lucky. Um, yeah, so I thought we should have moustaches at our wedding. And uh, we made a moustache station, as you do, because that's the kind of thing we do. And uh, we made some light-up arrows. Um, and we were one of the, I was one of the real brides for Rock My Wedding. Um, and people kept emailing me saying, can we have your stuff? Can we have your stuff? And I was like, how can I say no? And then they wanted letters and we gave them letters. And Okay, so let's rewind for a second. <laughs> what were you doing before joining this industry? Um, I was a graphic communication A-level teacher. Right, what does that mean? <laughs> it meant I taught 16 to 18-year-olds how to design posters and graphic design of any type, really. Amazing. So now you've jumped into the wedding industry. I have. I've just been confirmed that I've made redundancy after my maternity leave, and I'm not going back. So Congratulations. Really <laughs> yeah, really excited. And does your husband do this full-time with you? No, he is an architect. I'm also married to an architect. <laughs> All the best people are. Oh, now I'm gonna, I want to ask lots of architect questions. <laughs> That's completely not relevant to my podcast. <laughs> we'll get mind. to that. Um, <laughs> now, let's talk about the letters because I think there's something... This is a podcast. It's a visual medium. What we're seeing, a, a letter... Now, I'm 5'3". I'm not huge. We're not tall people. But the letters that you're having here, they're nearly like three quarters of my size. They're amazing. They are pretty awesome. They're four foot high. Four foot. Good. Yeah. 60 centimetres wide <laughs> and 10 centimetres deep. And they're battery powered, so you don't have to worry about wires. And they're super duper light, so you can just lift them up. You can move them around during the wedding. You can pose with them for couples' photos. So they have lots of scope for interesting uses. Was it hard for you to make these? It was initially. Uh, me and my husband got in the garage and we hashed out a few designs and there were some prototypes and then we came to the final conclusion and now we churn them out. We love them. I love this team of going... <laughs> I'm the ideas person, you're the architect, you get it right. Were there, were there hassles, were there troubles, or did you just gel as a team? Uh, I won't lie. <laughs> there were some late nights, there were some quiet nights where there was, wasn't much talking going on. But we're still married, we have a child now, it's all going well. <laughs> Everyone's trying to be different with their weddings. Sometimes to the extreme, sometimes just to look like something out of Pinterest. Where do you sit with all of this? I think making your wedding your own is really the only way forward but you don't have to go too big with that you can do it in a really subtle way I think it should feel genuine so if you're the kind of person like us that has typography all around the house and collects letters and basically has your name in as many forms as you can get into your house without looking completely crazy then letters should be at your wedding and if you are the kind of person that walks past a temporary tattoo station and jumps on and says, yeah, I'd like one of those, get a temporary tattoo station. If you're not, don't worry. No one's going to come to your wedding and go, where are these things? It, just do what you think feels natural to you. And don't worry about Pinterest. Couldn't have said it better. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Pinterest. Me too. But my house does not look like my Pinterest boards, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> realistic people realistic <laughs> yeah and also to go the moments that you I feel like the best moments that happen in weddings or in any event a big event are when the ones that aren't planned down to the last four seconds completely the things that happen just off the cuff like 
when we were at a wedding, a little old lady was watching the dancing and she was having a whale of a time. She got up, she asked me to put a robot on her face. I did. So she had a nice little transfer tattoo of a robot on her face and then she sat back down and she enjoyed the rest of the evening and that made my night and I'm sure it made hers. <laughs> so Nana had the robot face. Yeah. She's like, I'm getting down with this party. I want to show them in the vibe. Yeah, and she she just was just chilled out. She just came over, robot on the face, sat back down, enjoyed the dancing. Everybody's happy. What's it like for you going to all these weddings? Absolutely love it. <laughs> Every wedding is so different. So going back to your point earlier, you know, it will just be your own because you picked everything that's there. So it will feel like you as a couple, whatever you do, because you've picked your venue, you've picked what dress you're wearing. So every wedding is so individual already that I just love going to them. They're just so much fun. And what better day to be sharing with a couple than the best day of their lives so it's awesome it's a great job a bit jealous because I talk about weddings a lot (laughs) no one invites me to them well I do get jealous of the letters because they go all around the country we ship up to Scotland down to Wales and all the way along Cornwall so they go to much better weddings than I get to go to (laughs) (laughs) we need to attach ourselves to one of these letters yes and uh, get in the box with them and just on a journey pop out just Do you need a podcast host and a very <laughs> sassy business owner? Why not? I think we'd be an excellent addition to your wedding. We could go around and really be quite entertaining, I feel. This could be another business. Do you need another business? I don't know if you need another business. <laughs> I don't know if you need another business. True. <laughs> The architect husbands probably don't need other businesses. They most probably definitely don't want to do that. <laughs> very patient. We could do one a year. Yes. There you go. If bespoke. you are bespoke. bespoke, bespoke. It's all the word. It's the word du jour, isn't it? If you put the word, here's a tip for wedding vendors. If you don't put the word bespoke somewhere in your marketing, get out of town. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Big fat fail. Hey, I wish you all the best. And you. Now, a quick plug for your business. Oh gosh, can't forget the plug. Yeah. Tell us where we would get in touch with you. Uh, www.dorisloves.co.uk. And then you can email us at hello at dorisloves.co.uk. Twitter and Instagram? Yeah, we're on Twitter. Hello, uh, hashtag hello dorisloves um, on both Instagram and Twitter. Right, I will follow and you can find them through me. As See well. what I mean? She just had good vibes. She's one of these people that I was drawn to on the day. She was really smiley. She was chatting to everyone and her and her husband were doing this ta- temporary tattoo station. And if you go to their Instagram page, there are heaps of fantastic wedding photos of people having these tattoos and just having a lot of fun. And the Nana with the robot on her face. Ah, oh, what a delight. Again, these are added extras that you have can add to your wedding to make them you they're not very expensive and they're fun they're fun that's what it's all about let's crack on with the next question that's coming my way now this one is from sue and uh sue wrote to me she says alicia love your podcast i've tried a few podcasts for wedding stuff but the others are very dry and not fun to listen to thank you sue (laughs) i uh, not gonna make any comments about my other fellow wedding podcasters. She says, my fiance and I are not in our twenties. I'm 52 and he's 49. Good on you. We are trying to have an intimate and pretty small wedding. What I'm having a hard time with is finding support and information for older brides. There are a few websites that occasionally have articles about older brides, but even their ads for quote, mature bridal dresses have 19 year old models. (laughs) It's true. 
I don't want to be the silly old lady trying to relive her youth, but come on. I can't be the only older bride out there that wants a lovely wedding experience. Do you have any advice or somewhere that you can send me to find support? P.S. It is wonderful that you listen to your listeners. Not bleeping out your podcasts, swearing anymore is appreciated. Thank you, Sue. You know I love the swears and I love that you're not offended by that. So this is actually a fantastic question and so relevant because like I said in a recent interview with Nova from New Bride, we talked about celebrating diversity in weddings and the wedding business and the wedding industry And how often when we open a wedding magazine, you aren't really reflected back. The people that are reading the magazines aren't necessarily the people that are in the magazines. And to me, age is one of those things that is totally ignored in the wedding industry. Many blogs, like you said, presume, assume, and that makes an asset of you and me, that we're all 23 and we all have amazing long hair. You know how I feel about long hair. I really want it. And we are going to fit into that certain look that we all want to wear a strapless gown and it's going to fit our bodies and it's going to look right. Now, you are right. I I haven't seen you, Sue, and I'm sure you are stunning, no, no doubt. But as you get older, your body changes. You have different tastes, needs, wants in style. Now, I did some heavy Googling on this very subject. And there are a couple of websites, as you said, that are in Australian terms, a bit daggy, a bit naff when it comes to the mature bride. They want to put you in some sort of heavy shift dress. Now, I love a shift dress, but something that's shapeless and sack-like. That's not sexy. That's not smart. That's not really stylish. I don't know what it is about wedding dress suppliers not really... (laughs) This is, I'm deadly serious here, not embracing second marriages because as much as I would like to say every marriage is going to last forever, but realistically, 50% of marriages don't and people will be coming back for a second or third or fourth try. So as the body changes, as your taste and style changes, you'll be looking for a different dress than you might have worn in your 20s. Now, my suggestions to you, Sue, might be a little obvious in the sense You know that I love Etsy and there are so many great wedding suppliers that are making and designers that are making bespoke dresses that are both stylish and suiting all different sorts of taste. For example, my lovely friend Karen from Smashing the Glass, she sort of said in a lot of Jewish weddings, you have to cover your shoulders and arms if you are going to the synagogue. And Karen actually links to a number of bridal designers, which I sort of thought maybe, even though, Sue, I don't know if you're having a Jewish wedding, probably not, but those designers actually, when looking at the dresses, are a lot more form-fitting, are really stylish and suave, but don't fit into that category of the traditional sort of cut-off, no-sleeve, skinny, whatever, those sort of dresses. So even though they aren't specifically for the, as you say, mature market, I think that's an option. You've got to think laterally. Also, I bought my wedding dress off the rack from a designer called Wayne Cooper in Australia, and he is, I believe, the sort of designer that really designs for all shapes and sizes. He, I chose my dress and you, you go to the website and have a look at some photos. It's a white or a cream. It was made of wool, warm wool, not knitted wool. It was, a, you know, 
a manufactured wool. And it had great shoulders and a really nice neckline and it clung to my body in all the right places and I felt fabulous in it. And it's a sort of dress I can wear again. I got some red, bright red shoes. It really was me. And I would never have found that sort of dress in a standard bridal salon. So if you are, no matter what age you are, or shape and size, if you are looking for something that is not necessarily a wedding dress, I'm doing my air quotes, then one website I would highly recommend you spend some time on is ShopStyle. And ShopStyle is, they have websites there specifically for each sort of country. And it is a website that collates all of the big department stores and fashion websites in one and you can hone it down to it being a sparkly dress, a white dress, a black dress, whatever you want, the length, sleeves, all this sort of stuff and be able to see what you can buy off the rack without having to visit 48 different websites or shops. So that's a website I would recommend if you were in the beginning stages, Sue, of looking for a wedding dress or uh, trying to hone in on what you're after. Then that's a really good place to start. Also, just getting back to Etsy, what I love about Etsy and a lot of the Etsy sellers is that they use real people to model their dresses and designs. Not always. There are some really flashy shops that use wonderful, beautiful models, but generally they are fashionable, wonderful women who are modeling these designs and you can sort of get a perspective on how they would look on a real body shape. Apologies to models. I know you're real people and you have a real body shape too. You just don't necessarily look like all of us. (laughs) So I'm going to keep in touch with you. I'm still researching specific wedding websites for mature brides. It's, It's really interesting to see these big gaps in the market and I hope some savvy, wonderful lady or gent in the future creates a website that is specifically for what you're asking, that looks at second weddings, that looks at trying to find fashionable items that aren't modelled by teenagers. There it is. Thank you, Sue, so much for writing to me. If you have a question, please get in touch. Visit savethedatepodcast.com slash connect. Uh, that will send you to my email account. I'd like to spell, I mean, People try, I'd say, okay, here it is. Here's my email address. It's Alicia at savethedatepodcast.com. But people seem to get my name spelt wrong and then it bounces back and they get angry. It's A-L-E-I-S-H-A if you're after it, but not conventional probably. So I just prefer to say savethedatepodcast.com slash connect is where you can get in touch or send me an email if you want to be challenged by the spelling of my name. Hey, have you done my survey yet? And before you go, oh, I want to do a survey. It sounds so boring. It's two minutes tops of your time and you can win a beauty prize pack. Speaking of makeup and beauty, look at that. That's a good tie-in. All for giving me some advice. Here's the thing. I understand you are planning your wedding at the moment and you're having a wonderful time, hopefully enjoying the podcast, having a bit of a laugh and learning along the way. But I do realize once the wedding planning phase is over and you have successfully tied the knot, you probably don't have much need for me anymore. (sighs) Getting totes emotion. So I also love talking about other things other than weddings. And I would like to produce a new podcast and I'd love to take you along on the ride, for the ride, but I need to know what you want to hear about. Of course, I you, you probably know now I like talking about relationships and tech and finance and all those things that happen after the wedding. Often we go to all these wedding blogs and websites and then the relationship is severed and you're sort of set free on your own. As a married person, 
I understand that marriage is not always easy. After the wedding, it can be a bit of a Debbie Downer. Not the relationship, but you're so used to being planning and doing this stuff together. And then you go, okay, what's next? So that's what I'd like to hear from you in this very quick survey. It's basically just saying, if I were to do another podcast, what do you want to hear? What interests you? What would keep you on the Alicia team? Because gee whiz, I love spending time with you and it'd be really nice to continue our relationship. Sounds like I'm proposing to you. I'm proposing to you. Would you listen to another podcast, please? There it is. So if you want to get involved, visit savethedatepodcast.com slash survey. Promise it's non-invasive. You could do it on the bus or on the train or at your desk. Do it on work time. I encourage you. Until next week, hope you can check out the website, listen to back episodes, and you have a fabulous week. Happy days. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.